This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. We've got our take cannons loaded and ready. Ready. Absolutely dominant on deep routes. Absolutely dominant on short routes. Boys are back. Excellent separation against man coverage. This is Reception Reception the Show. Yo, what's cracking, everybody? James Coe, Matt Harmon here with you. You are listening to Reception Perception the Show. Matt, how are you doing, guy? Man, I'm doing good, James. I can't believe uh, it is going into week. 14 bro 14. It, it just made me think like we've only got really you know 14 15 16 17 like i mean oh in gosh. terms of, of fantasy and like you know the whole like big sunday experience yeah. it's only really four more of That's them it. left you That's know it. so because nobody cares uh, about week 18 no one no, I mean, obviously, real football fans care about week 18 because, you know, you're getting into like these are playoff situations. You know, there's going to be some crazy Sunday night game that all, like all these different scenarios for these teams. And like it is kind of funny trying to transfer. And I'm sure we'll talk about it a lot, especially on this podcast, because we try to you know blur the lines between real and regular yeah, football, really which is do. good. That's that's yeah. what that's what, by the way, that's what content should be. OK, it shouldn't be so <laughs> uh, to use a corpo term. It shouldn't be so siloed siloed uh, between between fantasy and, and real life football. But what, it's what funny bucket to, are we in? Yeah. Which uh, let's open up the kimono and uh, talk about uh, my God, that would that had to be the worst NFL Network corporate term uh, during our time. There was let's open up the kimono. Pretty let's terrible. But my God, what, also, what a wrap. By the way, that's like now that you look back at it too, you know what I'm saying? With all the stuff that's gone down, it's like, oh man, opening the kimono is not the right phrase to be using in this place, dude. Come on, bro. Yeah, it's bad on like multiple levels. Um, but before we go down that rabbit hole, what I was trying yeah. to say was it's 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 uh, <laughs> it's funny trying to juggle, um, you know, still like think like real life playoff you know scenarios yeah. and this team has you know according to this model like a 30 percent chance to make the playoffs if they win this game it bumps their chance by this much and like also trying to think about you know fantasy football playoffs and those implications so it's there's a lot going on right now that's for sure yeah no doubt about it we got a great show here in front of us today a lot to talk about man uh both again when we talk about blurring those lines that's what we're going to be doing we're going to talk jimmy g out for the season broken foot now you know rookie brock purdy looked pretty good uh lamar jackson has a knee injury how severe is it how much time is he going to miss what does that look like for baltimore now and how does that impact his contract situation we'll talk about Devonte adams one of the best in the game and then we'll talk about two guys that are that, that are gunning for that spot they want to be the best in the game we're talking about garrett wilson and christian watson watson has been absolutely on fire but man let's start in the bay area there okay so jimmy g out Baker Mayfield was released. There's all this chatter. No. Okay, where's San Francisco no. on the That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, listen, you, you want a galaxy brain this thing? If you're the Rams, I'm like, I want San Francisco. If you're in the NFC East or West, you want San Francisco to go pick up Baker Mayfield. I mean, he can't. There's no way. I get it. Shanahan is like a, a QB guy and like, you know, he's able to, you know, bring out the best in dudes and all that kind of stuff. But dude, I, I think we're past that point now. 
with Baker Mayfield, dude. He's broken. Like, no, he's not going to help the Niners, bro. Uh, yeah, no, he, he's like a rehabilitation, um, pro prog project at this point right now. Right. You know, and the, the funny thing is with this 49ers team, I, I think that this team is, and I don't even think this is a hot take. I think this is like, obviously true. I think this 49ers team, this roster quarterback aside is better than the group that Jimmy G went to the Super Bowl with oh, yeah. uh, against Kansas city a few years ago. Like I think the roster is better. Dude, like we were talking, they made like a midseason emergency trade for Emmanuel Sanders uh, that year. <laughs> this year, they made a midseason emergency trade for Christian McCaffrey. Christian you know, to McCaffrey, put them over let's the top. go. So yeah, I know. a little bit different there. So I, I I think that really, and the defense, by the way, the defense was good that year, uh, the, the year they went to the Super Bowl. It's better oh, yeah. this year. I mean, it's I think it's best defense in the NFL period. So like, why do you need... I don't think you need a quarterback to come in there and like save the day. Not even that I think Baker Mayfield can come in and save the day. No, um, no. Oh God, no. You just no. He he can't. You need somebody to come in here and just keep the train on the tracks, right? Yep. And, and I think that I think that Jimmy G, uh, you know, was that type of quarterback, anyways. Although I think he was playing with his hair down a little bit more this year. It really sucks mm -hmm. for Jimmy, by the way. Um, so yeah, for me, I I just think that like. They can make it work with Brock Purdy and Josh Johnson if Brock isn't good enough. Um, like I, I think they can still be a playoff um, team, like a team that wins a playoff game at the very least with this with this operation. I mean, it's too talented of a unit. You know what I mean? Like, and then plus they're going to be getting you know Trent Williams is going to start getting healthier as, as the season progresses as well. I mean, look, this offense is locked and loaded. They just, as you mentioned, they just need a conductor for this train. That's it. They don't need a superstar. They don't need somebody to go out there and try to make big old splash plays. Hey, listen, you dump it off to Brandon, IU, Debo, Samuel, and Christian McCaffrey. Let these boys work. We haven't even talked about George Kittle. My God. Mm -hmm. uh, but no, it's, it's such a talented unit. And on both sides of the football, as you mentioned, man, this is one of the best defenses in the NFL. Man, the Niners are so stacked. They're so loaded. Again, hot take? No. Absolutely not. You're 100% right that this Niners team is much more talented uh, than the one that went deep into the playoffs uh, a couple years back. So, no, you're 100% you're correct. Um, okay. That being said, can this kid, rookie, Mr. Irrelevant, last pick of the draft, Brock Purdy, really get it done? I thought he looked solid, Matt. In relief, right, 25 of 37, throwing the football, 210 passing yards, not a ton, but still had two touchdowns, no interceptions. So overall, I thought Brock Purdy looked really solid. But again, as we've seen with young signal callers, sometimes they do get exposed the more tape you get on them. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I think the one thing that was true with Brock Purdy is he got the football out quickly, you know, 2.49 time to throw. The only guys who got rid of the football faster um, last, last in week 13, you know, CJ Beathard and Trevor Lawrence were tied. We're, we're down there at the bottom Tua at 2.4 uh, Mike white, 2.48. That's not a coincidence, by the way, they run the same right. offense there in New York. So, you know, yeah, <laughs> right. for me, like I, I think they just want a guy, they want a guy like my, like a Mike white type to just get in oh, there. God, they what, love we, it. What, what we've talked about with Mike white, right? Like just, Hey, they want a real adult quarterback, a real normal NFL quarterback to keep the train on the tracks and just keep the offense moving, get the ball to all these dudes they got. And like, I think that Brock Purdy was, was pretty good in, in doing that. Like he didn't come in and do anything special, but you know, he was right around the middle of the NFL. He ranked 17th in EPA per drop back uh, in his relief duties. That's right between like Mac Jones and Taylor Heineke, which I think are two 
That's about that's about the level of play they can hope for. And as long as he's not a stone cold disaster, I think the 49ers will be fine. And, you know, he definitely at, at different points, like what's what's the big, the biggest weapon that the 49ers have right now is the fact that like CMC, like their run game isn't, isn't even that good, right? Like their run no. game hasn't been dynamic over the last really at any point this season. They've been a fine rushing team, but their offensive line is is not like a top end unit. I think that's been a bit of an issue for them. But their big weapon they have right now is that like these checkdowns that used to just be like, okay, you know, Jimmy dumping the ball off to use check or, or one of these other running backs is now like you're dumping the ball off to Christian McCaffrey or you're doing screens to Christian McCaffrey and those can go for like 30 plus yards. Um, so for me, I think that like, yeah, Brock can do that stuff. Right. And I think that um, it's just, it's kind of funny too. I, I know that like, Kyle Shanahan, people get on Kyle Shanahan sometimes because, like, this offense is littered with talent. It's always been pretty talented, but especially this year. And it's like, why aren't they putting up, like, 30 points? Why aren't they putting up, like, 35 points, 40 points every single every single week? Well, it's like, well, number one, <laughs> you don't have, like, a – you don't have an elite quarterback as good as, as – yeah. as fine as Jimmy is. He's not an elite quarterback. And also, like, you don't – never in the game scripts where you need to do that type of stuff because you have this defense. And I think that that's a big key here. Like, if you, if Kyle can get these guys to, like, score in 23, 25 points, I think they can win games. I think Kyle Shanahan can do that with this guy, Brock Purdy. Hey, everyone. This is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, so they've got Brock Purdy. They also re-signed uh, Josh Johnson. Dude, this is his fourth time on the Niners alone. <laughs> this is Wasn't he on the Niners out. some at one point when like Jim Harbaugh was there or something? Well, I know he was yeah, he played I, with Jim Harbaugh. I think, yeah, I think that's correct, right? And then, you know, then he like bounced around, was in like, what was it, the, the USFL or whatever? No, it's not the USFL. I mean, he started for two teams last year alone. He started for two that's teams funny. last year alone. He started for the Jets yeah, and crazy, the Ravens man. last year. But no, he was actually on um, this particular coaching staff's practice squad in 2020. So he does have some familiarity with the whole Shanahan playbook. So I, I don't think it's actually going to take him that long uh, to get brought up to speed in terms of what they want to get done uh, this year. So I, actually pretty good signing, I think, overall uh, for San Francisco. You talk about just like, OK, can we just get a guy to keep this train rolling on the tracks? I don't know, man. Josh Johnson actually might be that dude, too. Um and again, it just it really depends on like what does the coaching staff feel like it, like who's going to give them more plays, you know? Is it going to be this kid Brock Purdy who's still a rookie uh by the way or is it going to be this veteran guy, man, that's been bounced around? What what is this like a 16th team or 17th team oh my or God, whatever yeah. it is? Something crazy uh in Josh Johnson. Again, you want to talk about professional quarterback. This is him. <laughs> right? Like that that's him because like I mean, this guy's never given up on his dreams, and he's just been bouncing around and just playing football uh, wherever and whenever he can, man. It's great. Uh, I love that story for Josh Johnson. I tell you what, that kind of mental makeup, you, I would imagine, could take him pretty, you know, pretty far and, and do pretty well in this particular situation, uh, in a situation where they just need a signal caller to, again, just check down, don't turn the, just don't turn the ball over. That's it. 
you know, don't get panicked in there and, and make these bad turnovers and, and dude, you'll be fine. I think yeah. you'll be fine. You know what I mean? So I'll be interested to see uh, where they go. Cause it might be Brock Purdy for a couple of weeks. And then as they, you know, maybe week 17, 18, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Josh Johnson gets the go. You know what I mean? I think so too. I can't remember a team that's lost two. It's crazy. Like they thought they had two starting level quarterbacks in Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo, and they lose both of them to season ending injuries. I did think for a second yesterday, like, oh, what if Trey Lance is like, they can activate him off IR, but Shanahan said today he's not going to return the season. I also think that'd be a hell of a spot to like throw Trey Lance (laughs) in. Like, hey, yeah, we know your biggest problem is that you're uh, inexperienced, but how about you make a start in a playoff game? Like that would be pretty wild. But uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, obviously for all of these guys in fantasy, like, you know, for further statistical projections, stuff like that, it's going to come down with a guy like Brock Purdy or even a guy like Josh Johnson. Cause Jimmy, for all the crap we give him is like a starting level NFL quarterback. And um, yeah, I, I, I obviously with a backup level quarterback, hopefully at best Brock Purdy is a backup level quarterback. Certainly Josh Johnson, backup level quarterback. Um, yeah. You're, you're, you're bringing down the, the projections for all these guys. Unfortunately, I do. I, I worry the most maybe for somebody like Brandon Ayuk, who, you know, again, not necessarily a purely timing based kind of guy, but he does benefit there. Right. A uh, great route runner and, and those kind of things. I think Brandon, Ayuk might get a little banged. Uh, with the downgrade at quarterback. I don't know. What are your thoughts? Especially, again, especially considering Debo, um, I know he's working through those injuries, man, but he has been very up and down this season. Yeah, Zach Miller and I talked about the Debo Samuel stuff a little bit on the podcast last week during like our dynasty check-in. And I think the problem with Debo is that like he's not, he was talked about because of his uh, production and some of like the efficiency metrics as a receiver of the caliber like the superstar type receivers in the NFL, like he might be a superstar player, but like he's a lot of that, those like little gimme touches have gone to CMC and that's been a problem for Debo. Um, You know, you're, you're really banking on like big plays when you're getting a ton of those like gimme looks. And now that you're splitting Mm -hmm. those a little bit with a guy, um, you know, like a CMC, it's, it's, it's certainly problematic. I, I think that, I think the problem for Debo too is that like the his best stuff his as a pure wide receiver comes on slant routes comes on dig routes right. those and oh, those yeah. take a lot of it does it takes timing and it also takes stones to throw into like the teeth of zone coverage over the middle of the field on those routes and Jimmy you know sometimes it gets him picked off and like those <laughs> brain melting picks and big games yeah, and stuff exactly. but he but he has uh, this he has the stones and the timing to to make those throws and I don't know if Brock Purdy's going to have that but yeah I, I can certainly see the argument for the IUK side of things that he has developed so much as but a lot of like a lot of the hope that we had that IUK would be like a you know unleashed as like a downfield receiver obviously that left when Trey Lance left. Right. So I think a lot of what Ayuk has done this year has been, um, has been as an underneath like tackle breaking receiver. So I I feel like he's, it's going to be kind of similar for Brandon Ayuk, but he's been so consistent. He's been like, you know, 60 plus yards every single week, uh, five catches, you know, something like that, but just about every single week. You know, what's crazy is uh, I was looking between the two guys between Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel combined, all of the games combined, they have between them one 100 yard receiving game between the two of them. That is insane to me. You talk about the consistency. Obviously, there was a a, a long stretch there for Brandon Ayuk uh, where he had like 80 plus receiving yards, right? Game after game after game. 
Uh, but Debo Samuel has been very up and down, and he's the the one guy that has the one 100-yard receiving game uh, between the two of them. That's I was wasn't it against the Rams, that. right? Because he ripped off yeah. that huge like 57-yard yeah, catch and run. Yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, it's almost it's almost like uh, counting stats are a stupid way to evaluate how good wide receivers are playing. <laughs> but don't let's. <laughs> very good point. Very good point. 